Welcome to the Digital Lactation Podcast, a place for you to feel seen, heard, and empowered along your lock journey. I'm your host and digital lactician, Jocelyn Renee. Welcome back to another episode. I am so grateful for your presence. We have an amazing, amazing uh, show plan for you today because, of course, it is going to be a collaborative episode. You don't have to hear me talking about bugs in my hair and things like that. <laughs> I want to let you know if you are watching the episode live that you, of course, can interact with the episode um, in the comment section. You can share your experience in the chat. As we uh, converse about different aspects of the lock journey, feel free to also put your intake into the comments because you never know who may be stumbling upon this. Reading the comments, listening, and just feeling, needing to hear what you have to say or needing to hear the message that, that'll be shared today. So um, definitely feel free to join. Um, for those of you that may be new to the episode, definitely hit that subscribe button so that you can be notified when we go live and post episodes. And if you're tuning into our audio experience because we're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, definitely make sure you subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcasting application. And without further ado, I would like to bring our guest on today, Shani. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. Of course, of course. So if you could share where you're located and how long you've been on this locked journey. Well, I'm currently living in Tennessee and I've been on this journey since 2020. 20, so yeah, it's but, fairly new. Yeah, it's fairly new. I'd say two and a half years, September 2020. Nice. Oh, it's 2020. Okay, so what, what brought you to the locked journey during that particular time? Honestly, I've always wanted to start this journey, but I was a bit apprehensive at first. I went natural in, in 2013. And when I did that, in the back of my mind, I always, you know, said, man, I like locks. I want to have locks someday. But for some reason, I just didn't make that step. And in 2020, I was staying with a friend of mine. She has locks and she said that she started her own locks. And she, she's in the military. And when she was deployed, she uh, did hair, did the other people's hair as well. So I'm like, okay, yeah. well, maybe you can help me start mine. And she did. And we did a lot of research. I watched all the videos I could find. And uh, <laughs> she told me everything that she knew. And yeah, she started my locks for me. So have you been maintaining them yourself? Or did you go to her to maintain them? Or you have a loctician? So initially she was maintaining them and then I started to do it, to do it them myself, but I was just so uncertain. I wasn't sure if, you know, they were supposed to look like this or, so I decided to find a loctician. And... Was that a good experience or how was your experience finding a loctician? Oh, that was, that was a terrible experience, but luckily I was able to find a good person Initially, you know, I went online looking, I was looking around, I couldn't find anyone. And the people that I did go to, I didn't, I didn't really like their process. And it felt like they were ripping my hair out and shampooing it. It just didn't work out. But yeah, I finally tried someone and I did a consultation with her. 
right? Yeah, yeah very I stuck good with her. Step. <laughs> would, would you say with the other locticians that you um, experienced that were not mm -hmm. so gentle with your hair, did you just go for them for your maintenance or you had the consultation with them as well? They said they sold you on a dream and then you sat in a chair and it was not the dream. Like how was those, those first appointments? I did not do a consultation with them. I kind of just found them, called them, and you know, hey, I'm, you know, I have starter locks and I want to come in. And they just said, okay, come in on this day. And then they did what they had to do. And But I did not do a consultation with those people before. Yeah. So, how, it, so it was a lesson learned when you found that loctician and they said, okay, you got to come in for a consultation. Were you like, okay, I'll try it? Or were you a little apprehensive about that at first? No. I actually appreciated the fact that she wanted to, you know, see what was going on before. Because like I said, I had questions. Yeah. I wasn't even sure if I was retwisting it correctly when I did it. And then there were some areas that were like puffy and others that were like that I don't know there was, there was a lot going on and I just yeah. wanted somebody to look at it some inconsistencies yeah and I mean yeah. it, it, it's helpful I feel like one of the things I always tell people is even if you are DIY like find a loctician that can give you an extra pair of eyes on your locks because there's some things you might miss um when you're doing your hair yourself um so I'm sure you've had times where you had to do your hair yourself like what was one of your biggest challenges when you were, when or when you have to do your hair? Biggest challenges. Well, starting out initially, like I said, I wasn't sure about the direction. It was, yeah. it was like retwist clockwise, anti-clockwise, and I just wasn't sure what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> um, what other challenges did I face? Yeah, that was pretty much it. The direction, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, direction is a huge, um, it's a huge area that you have to focus on when you are doing your own locks. Um, what has been one of your like proudest moments with doing your own locks? Like what, what brought you joy after you did your own hair? Like you did, was there something about having completed that process that really made you feel proud? Okay, well, I honestly didn't have that feeling. I haven't had that feeling until recently. Okay. And I guess because before when I used to do it, they used to feel stiff. I'd, mm. And the roots would hurt a little bit. I guess I was yeah. doing it too tightly. But I think now I've kind of mastered it in a way that when I do it, the retwists last longer than I expect. And I just feel good about it. So, yeah. Definitely having that retwist last longer it is a goal <laughs> for sure. How long would you say your retwist lasts on average? Well, now I would say about three weeks. Before That's that, as soon as I wash it, it just came right out. Yeah. So, but yeah, making progress now. I'm sorry, I can't hear you. Yeah, I was just saying three weeks holding a retwist is amazing because I cannot, three weeks, my hair would never. I think, okay, so I haven't 
typically I work out and I haven't been working out as much as I should. So I think that's why okay. it's lasting longer now. I guess when I get back in the gym, we'll, we'll have to have a good assessment to really yeah. see if it'll last it long. You have to reevaluate it. Yeah. Um, what's taking you away from the gym? I don't know. <laughs> I don't have an excuse. Honestly, I just kind of fell off that train. And yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like, um, you know, with our locks, um, I feel like it gives you a space of freedom in the gym. Mm -hmm. Do you think that's something that you experienced with working out or was your loose hair a little bit better for the workouts? I would say my loose hair was a little bit better. I worry a lot about, you know, going down on the mat. Is there something on the mat that will get stuck to my hair or, you know, sweating my roots out or something? Yeah, I worry a lot about those things in the gym. Um, yeah, and then having to wash more frequently, especially when it, like now when it's hot, you know? Yeah, so. I mean, all very good points. I never really thought about that. Like when you were, as you were sharing that, I'm like, those are things we had to worry about if you have like a weave or something. Like, am I going to sweat my roof <laughs> out? Like, is something right here? <laughs> Yeah, but I, yeah, the sweating in the gym, that worries me for some reason. But maybe that's just me. Maybe it's not that bad in actuality. But. No, 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 I agree with you. Like, I'm definitely, <laughs> like, is something in my hair when I'm getting on the mat, I have things laid across my mat to make sure that I can wash it and it stays, like, hygienic. Yeah. I don't want to get lint in my hair. So you're you're right on. I'm, I'm with you on that, on that front. Um, with, with your profession or what, what you do, um, mm -hmm. outside of your free time, do you find that you've been able to, um, like maintain a balance of like looking professional, so to speak, and also having versatility with the way you wear your locks? Okay. So... I'm an instructional technology specialist. I basically work in an office at a university. Initially, well, okay, so now I don't have that issue because I guess they've matured a bit more. Yeah. But starting out when it was, you know, that starter lock phase. The humbling it, phase. Yes. <laughs> I was really concerned about that professional look, yeah. um, but now not so much. And I think it helps that I started in the pandemic because I wanted to do it with two strand twists. So my friend was adamant to do it with coils and I, I, I didn't like that. Yeah. So, but you know, at that point during the pandemic, I wasn't going anywhere. So it kind of worked itself out. Yeah. Um, why, why were you so, why were you more interested in starting with the twists versus the coils? At that point, I always wore my hair in twists and I just thought it would, the length, I would have that length a little bit more than with the coils. The coils, as soon as I did them, they just shrank up. You know, they shrunk. Yep. So it's like, you know, we should have did the twist so I would have, you know, been able to style or do something with it while it, you know, buds and all that. Yeah, so. for sure. Like, um, that is one of the the conversations that you're having, well, you should have with a lactation, right? Mm -hmm. um, 
like what is your current way that you're wearing hair? Because you were wearing twists all the time. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Starting with twists is an easier transition, right? Because yeah. you're used to wearing twists and people see you with twists. So it's just like, oh, I'm going to leave these twists in versus, oh, you got a whole other style and then it's going to expand and then it's going to shrink. And it's like, oh, what's happening? So but it's a part of. Yeah, yeah, it's a part of the journey, and I learned to embrace it, but initially it was, yeah, hard. It, it, I'm, I'm sure, right, especially if you're going from twist. So, like, what um, what was one of the, like, biggest, like, I guess, self-image self things that you had to overcome when you started your lock journey? <clears throat> well, luckily... I went through all that when I transitioned to transition from having relaxed hair to natural hair. So yeah. I wasn't, I think I was over that being self-conscious about, you know, how I look or how I, how others may perceive, perceive me, excuse yeah. me. I think I was over that by then. But like I said, I was having difficulty adjusting to the comb coils initially, but yeah worked through it did you feel like you could style them the way you wanted or were they kind of just you had to keep it one way for a certain period of time so luckily when she did them my friend she would style them for me and okay. i would keep it that way for a little bit and then at the time i was still subscribing to the theory that you shouldn't wash it mm. so yeah i would keep it in the style until it was time to do it again and then and just rinse and repeat that. Yeah. That sounds really tough. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't that bad, but your advice has been very helpful. So I'm grateful for that. Um, when I was going through the journey, I was just sharing every little thing that happened with me. I was just like, somebody out here has to have had this experience or at least somebody tell me that I look nice and that everything is working out. <laughs> yeah. Really having that reflection um, is helpful in the journey. Have you had, uh, do you have a community of people around you that also have locks? Well, I'm noticing that a lot of people are actually interested a lot of people are actually starting new locks my sister even though we don't live close to each other anymore she's starting her locks soon um her husband is starting his uh and my friend so yeah pretty much a lot of people have embraced you know the lock journey yeah are you sharing life, so. your journey you sharing your journey with them sometimes, sometimes. if they ask if they ask were you, do you have positive feedback that you're sharing or would you say that you're more so kind of telling them, hey, you start this journey, but you got to watch out for lint and you have to watch out for your roots puffing up at the gym. Like what, what side of it do you feel like you lean towards? I lean towards the positive because okay. I mean, even with the negative aspects, you know, I think it's a wonderful journey. Um, no matter what happens, there's a there's a fix for it because something happened to me before and I'm not sure how it happened. Maybe like the entire back row or the back of my head, I noticed that it was covered with lint, like 
every lock had lint. And at first I thought it was maybe buildup or some type of, I don't know. I thought it was, some, I don't know, buildup. Yeah. And I tried to get it out and, I and then I started picking at it and I realized it was like fuzz. It was like lint. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, and I ended up just picking all of it. And then I was wondering if I was damaging my lock because I was using a tweezer to just pick everything out. Ooh. And I ended up ge getting everything out. But then, you know, am I damaging it? Is it, you know, in is the integrity of the lock compromised and all that? And I'm not sure where it came from, if it was like a towel or something. I don't know. Yeah. But those things are things that just happen and you have to just adjust and try to fix an, a problem when it comes up. So yeah. I see it. So. Yeah. I mean, definitely being um, proactive versus reactive is helpful along the journey. Would you say that you do any lock brushing now that your locks are a bit more mature? I do. I do lock. But... There's so so much conflicting information online. Yes, because I was following someone who said you should you shouldn't brush your locks at all. You shouldn't do this and you shouldn't do that. But I think lock brushing helps because even when I don't notice that you know something on my a blanket or my clothes or something might leave fuzz or something in my hair, and then the lock brushing gets it out. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I agree that that is one of the most controversial, one of the more controversial topics that I'm a firm believer in is lock brushing. It, I stand by it a thousand percent. It absolutely gets fuzz lint off the locks. Um, so you don't have to wait till you're at, at that stage where you're picking it out. But I don't know what happened. It just, it happened so suddenly. I don't know if, I don't know. I really don't know because I checked at that point I was checking my hair every day looking looking at the progress and then one day I looked and it was just all there yeah. I, I mean but one, of the, one of the ways that that happens where it builds up like right there in the back of your head mm -hmm. is associated with leftover shampoo shampoo not being rinsed out of the back of your locks and mm -hmm. then you think about our air is not really the best right it looks pretty clear but if you sit in front of a, a sun or like a well-lit area, you'll see a lot of like particles like floating through the air. You leave shampoo, um, gels, um, oils sitting in the back of your locks or anywhere in your locks, but, it but especially in the back row, it accumulates um, and then you don't see it until you come back three months, I mean, three weeks or two weeks, whenever you go to wash your hair, then you're like, what is all this back here? Hmm. So it's, it's, I found um, that that's one of the biggest culprits for that buildup in the back row is leftover shampoo. Okay. Um, but yeah, so when you, uh, now that you're on the journey, it's been a little, what's three, almost three years at this point. Um, what would you say is the biggest lesson you've learned about yourself through having locks? The biggest lesson I learned is to, I guess, not manage expectations and not try to, I 
like speed the process up, rush the process. Yeah, um, yeah because initially I thought that I may need to start over because what I was seeing, I'm like, I don't, other people's hair don't look like this. And my friend, she she acted like it was something strange as well. But looking back at her pictures, I realized she went through something similar. So I'm like, manage expectations, know that it takes time. It's not gonna just lock up overnight. You know, the process takes time. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, those are big lessons, like the comparison, stealing your, mm -hmm. your joy, um, having someone else's lock uh, journey <laughs> as your goals. Like, mm -hmm. nah, you got to do your own lock goals for sure. I have a question. So I started with diamond parts and I thought I did enough research. Uh, but I saw another video recently. I know. We don't want to touch on other creators, but she stated that diamond parts cause spinning. And now I'm wondering, should I start over? Do I have to start over? What can I do? And I was just started I started to freak out because I thought that I did my research, yeah. you know, at the different parting systems. I think I even came across a, an article on your website yeah. when I was doing it. So now I'm worried, you know. Yeah, I mean <laughs> I feel like one of the things myself and a lot of other locticians speak about often is the lack of standards in the industry because mm -hmm. it is really like a free market, if you will, because this person says this thing and this person says this thing. And, and then it's just like all this misinformation because there's no like across the board standards. When it comes to diamond partings, mm -hmm. the short answer is Yes, it can cause thinning, depending okay. on how big the part is, because there is a size restriction when it comes to diamond parts. If you have small parts or small locks, which it looks like you have, having diamond partings with that size locks and that part to lock ratio is perfect. No issues. But if you have um, diamond parts and you have really thick, like Congo locks, really big locks, you can absolutely experience thinning because of just the geometry of that part. Um, but at, at a small size, no, diamond parts do not cause thinning. What actually causes the most thinning is in triangle parts. And a lot of people miss, they use diamond and triangle interchangeably. And they're like two totally different type of parting systems. Okay. Well, thank you for that. Now I can <laughs> relax a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Um, what, before before we um, end the episode, I do want to ask if you have any advice to the natural Lista, the woman that has had locks for almost a decade. It's been in a lot, been um, natural for a while, and wanted to start locks, but wasn't quite sure if now is the right time like what would you say to that to that woman okay my advice would be make sure that it's something that you want to do for you and to take the natural approach because i see a lot of people use so many different products when you don't need to your hair can thrive off of you know oils water stuff like that minimal products 
Um, yeah, but back to the first thing I said, make sure that it's something you want to do. Because I s see people hopping on like a trend. They may see, like Chloe and Hallie are big now. So I know people who are like, oh, they have locks. It looks good. Let me go get locks. And then they're not happy with, you know, how it may turn out. So that's, yeah, those are two things that I would say that I would give to someone as advice. Yeah. For starting their locks. I mean, very solid advice. And I have to echo and uh, appreciate you sharing to follow a holistic philosophy with locks. Like it makes the journey so much better um, and lighter, if I might add. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much for sharing your journey. I truly appreciate it. Um, just getting a glimpse into starting from comb coils with a friend to having some woes with finding locticians, <laughs> powering through the yeah. gym, <laughs> and getting to that place where you're really um, feeling more confident about how you're maintaining your locks and how long you're getting your retwist to last. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Thank you so much for having me, Jocelyn. Of course. And I hope to have you back on soon to share more of how your journey is evolving as you're learning and growing. I look forward to that as well. Awesome. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Digital Lactation Podcast. As always, the episode is sponsored by Crown Elements. So if you are looking for hair care products for your locks to support your lock journey holistically, like our guest shared with you today, make sure you head over to crownelements.com, enter the code DLP as in Digital Lactation Podcast at checkout for a special gift from you, from, from me to you. <laughs> and as always, we're here um, every Thursday at 8 p.m. Um, just sharing glimpses into the lock journey. So truly appreciate you. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. If you learned anything, enjoyed the conversation, hit the like button. And as always, I am wishing you peace, love, and good vibes. We shall see you. Talk about my glasses. Thank you, girl.